No statements made during the Growing Your Wealth radio show shall constitute tax, legal, or accounting advice. You should consult your own legal or tax professional on your individual information. Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services is licensed to offer investment advisory services through Madrona Financial Services, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Insurance products are offered through Madrona Insurance Services, LLC, a licensed insurance agency and an affiliate of Madrona Financial Services. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investors cannot invest directly into indexes. No investment strategy, including asset allocation or diversification, guarantees a profit or guarantees the avoidance of loss. Financial planning is an important tool that does not guarantee specific outcomes. When it comes to investing, retirement, and legacy planning, the decisions you make today can greatly impact the quality of life for both you and your loved ones tomorrow. What you need is straight, unbiased information on the most important issues you'll face when planning for your financial future. Good news. you found the Growing Your Wealth radio show with Brian Evans. Brian is the founder of Madrona Financial Services, and with his background as a CPA, he brings a unique perspective to the investment and financial planning world. He follows the philosophy rooted in his tax experience of it's not what you make but what you keep and this focus on tax smart investment strategies is all part of the fully integrated planning strategy known as the madrona bundle of services you'll hear brian's thoughts on everything impacting your portfolio from income to taxes and from growth opportunities to long-term security this is your source of comprehensive financial information you'll soon understand why they call it the madrona difference so get ready for an hour full of the most comprehensive financial information on the radio and welcome to growing your wealth with brian evans thank you so much and welcome to growing your wealth the radio show that gives you the straight talk and honest answers about how to invest better live better retire better and give better thank you so much for joining us today we have some valuable information for you during the coming hour that could change your financial life for the better my name is jeff shade and as always i'm just here to ask the questions for you but the words of wisdom and solid advice of course come from the expert brian evans ceo of madrona financial services and bauer evans cpas how you doing these days brian doing great thanks jeff glad to hear it as always brian i hope our listeners are doing well today too. Glad to be with you here on the radio talking about finances and getting to and through retirement. Brian, I want to start the show today by talking a little bit about current events. One thing that's interesting is that about a week ago, I mean, this Dow just keeps going up and up and up to surprising new levels. And I took a look at the map of the world and I see that it's doing pretty much the same thing in Europe and Asia. What does this mean for us as investors? Should we put much stock in the fact that the Dow is up so much? Well, you know, that's that's a, a great question. People are, well, how can the Dow keep going up? And I, I go back to my Economics 101 class, supply and demand. So the supply in this case is the supply of investable money globally. And the globe has had a very, very prosperous last 10 plus years. Emerging markets have come out of nowhere. The globe, certainly the United States, you look at stocks and earnings and, and companies, growth of technology, producing better profit margins, you know, new industries being created out of out of nothing. Things that didn't exist 10 years ago are huge today. You got real estate that's going up, up, up. So the bottom line is there is an enormous supply of investable assets. So those assets are looking for a home. So the demand for them is very high. And so we're looking at a situation where you got all these dollars chasing limited investment options. I mean, you can't just put it in CDs and money markets and 10-year treasuries and expect to beat inflation. So a lot of people say, well, I don't want that. So what are my other options? Well, you can invest in your business. Well, maybe you don't have a business. You can 
can invest in real estate. You can invest in stock markets. I guess you can buy Bitcoin. I mean, you, yeah. you got to buy something. And that something, there there aren't hundreds of new publicly traded companies on the Dow or the you know, S&P 500 uh, being created every year. That's not real. So that's more of a finite number there. Uh, actually, a limited supply of investment options with a huge demand. And so when you have that kind of situation, no matter what it is, if the demand is high, you know, the price has to go up if the supply is limited. And that's kind of what we have. So I'm kind of thinking, I don't know why people would all of a sudden reverse course and sell their 401k assets to cash and take all their money out of the market permanently and have the market drop and stay down because they really don't have anything else to go for. So I think that that more than anything summarizes my thoughts on why the markets can continue to go up, except, you know, in addition to the fact that companies keep making more profits, that's going to make markets go up, you know, generally, right. but certainly just the, the supply of money uh, relative to the supply of investment options is kind of out of whack. Brian, when you see these numbers for the Dow and the NASDAQ and the S&P 500, as I said, I mean, people can get really excited about this stuff and think the market is doing great out there. How much impact does the Dow, NASDAQ, S&P 500, how much impact should that have on your investment decisions? Yeah, and I could define each one for you. I, I think there's a lot of confusion about that. The Dow is 30 companies that were selected. They're large companies, and they're somewhat of a cross-section of the economy. I mean, they're not all tech stocks. They're not all any stock. They're a mix. But it's only 30 companies. And that 30 companies changes all the time. You look at the Dow 100 years ago, the only company that's still in it is General Electric, if they're even in it. I don't even know if they are anymore. Right. Last time I looked, that was it. And, you know, it was like American Nail Company or, you know, American Buggy Whip or whatever. It was weird <laughs> companies. You're like, yeah. what? That existed? <laughs> yeah, that was the Dow once upon a time. So they keep changing the Dow. But it's 30 companies is all. And you may not even own those 30 companies. Boeing is in the Dow. The S&P 500 is essentially the biggest 500 U.S. companies. So uh, that's 80% of the stock market, roughly. The other 5,000 publicly traded companies represent just 20% of the market. So certainly S&P, we refer to the most because it's the most broad of all of them. The NASDAQ, on the other hand, is an exchange of primarily technology companies. And it was created because Wall Street wouldn't accept them into the New York Stock Exchange because they were too new. They had rules. You had to be around 20 years. You had to have this kind of profitability. And they're going, well, I'm Amazon. I'm, I haven't been around 20 years and I don't make a profit. Oh, we don't want you. And so, okay, well, I'm Microsoft, I'm Apple, we don't want you, I'm Tesla, we don't want you. So they all went to the NASDAQ, now the NASDAQ is huge, and, and yeah, I, I know that uh, in Wall Street they're going, maybe we should have changed our rules. Yeah. <laughs> we lost all these great companies. So the NASDAQ is more volatile than the S P 500 because it is primarily tech stocks. But, Brian, when I look at these numbers and, uh, you know, as we talked about off the air there, the fact that the Dow hit, you know, 33,000 and a little bit more about a week ago, of course, it goes up and down. We get all excited about this sort of thing and go, wow, you know, hey, I've got a little extra money right here. I'm going to throw it into the market. If we're not looking at these figures here to decide what to do with our money or to be enthusiastic or, you know, to put it all in safe money. I mean, what should we really be looking at to give us any indication as to what we should really be doing with our money? Well, you should have a financial plan done and, and take a look at where you're at. I mean, everybody listening is a different age. And so I, I could have a different answer for everybody 
everybody listening because of their age. They're all a different risk tolerance. They all have different outside cash flow and retirement planned. You might have a pension. You might not. You might have really good Social Security. You might not. You might have annuities, FIULs, real estate, other sources of cash flow. And so that's why it has to be uh, customized for everybody. There is no one-size-fits-all profile. And unfortunately, a lot of our industry uh, works in that, that realm. As I've said on this show, I mean, I, I know the biggest investment advisory companies out there all have the cookie-cutter approach, you know, right. 60-40 stocks and bonds, almost always. Almost everything I look at, oh, how about that? 60-40 stock and bonds. Everybody's the same to them. They just homogenize it. Or you get the people who put on the dinner seminar, they'll sell you a steak and they'll try and talk you out of the market and put it all into fixed index annuities. Well, there's nothing wrong with a fixed index annuity in the right situation, but I don't think that's where you should put all your money. And so there can be a mix. And so that's that's what we, we try and, and solve for the, the mix of assets in all different areas. But certainly there comes a time where you go, ah, boy, this market, it's uh, I know it's volatile. On the last show, we talked about how in the last uh, 41 years, the market has gone negative at some point during the year 41 times. So it is difficult, especially when you're in retirement, to see that happening, especially if it happens and we have a down market for a longer period of time, which could happen. I probably want to take some money off the table and do some in a fixed index annuity or a universal life or other assets or pay down debt. That's a great retirement plan, too, as you approach retirement and you don't have a paycheck to pay a mortgage anymore. So while the Dow, the NASDAQ, and the S&P 500 are interesting indicators as to how the market is going, it isn't really the final say as to what you should do with your money, if I'm hearing you correctly. It is having a comprehensive plan and not a cookie-cutter plan, but a plan designed for you specifically, individually. Now, I remember years ago, I guess I was a teenager, Brian, and uh, cousins of mine and myself decided that we were going to hike the Appalachian Trail. And, I mean, we were planning for this thing two, three years out. And, you know, we got all the stuff that we needed. We read up on what to do. We looked at maps. We talked to people who had done it before. Is planning for your retirement the same way? I mean, should you plan for your retirement three, four, five, even 10 years out? Uh, more than 10. I, you know, the best time to plan for your retirement is today. <laughs> it's now. Because if you think about it, there are some fantastic products out there for people in their 30s and 40s that if they wait until they're, I'm going to wait until I'm 62 and going to retire and then then I'll go talk to an advisor. Till then, I'm, I'm fine. Well, okay, you might be, but do you think there might be advice you don't know about? I would say so. There probably is. There's some great products out there where you've got time and take advantage of low interest rates and tax-free in retirement that if you don't start now, you don't have access to them in your 60s. They, they no longer apply. And so I love it when somebody younger takes an interest in this and they say, well, you know, can you look at this? Is there something here? And almost invariably, we, we can say uh, absolutely, especially for anybody in their 20s, 30s, and 40s that is making six figures. We have a fantastic product that can allow for taking advantage of so many things, including essentially building a tax-free cash flow in retirement. Who wouldn't want that? Yeah, I can't imagine anybody who wouldn't want that when it comes to taxes. My ears perk up a little bit because, as we said many times before in this show, we know that taxes are going to go up. So I think most of the people listening to this program today are people about your age, my age. 
age. I mean, we're on the cusp of retirement. Many people are already retired or thinking about retiring. Is it ever too late to make this plan? I mean, are there things that are set in stone that you just can't adjust or change? It's like anything. Would it be better if you'd started 10 years ago? Sure. Yeah. I wish I was doing push-ups every day uh, 10 years ago. I would look a lot better today, but I, I didn't. So I think I'll do some today. Yeah. So do the best you can with where you're at. You know, there's no shame in, in what could have, should have been done or, you know, all of that. It just look at it today. And that's what I'm trying to encourage everybody. It's not too late. Take a look at today and make your future better based upon decisions you make today, whether that's for your own personal life, your your health, your exercise, your finances, your retirement planning, your estate planning, whatever it is, you can start today. Once again, if you're considering hiring a new financial advisor, you've got at least $500,000 to invest. You want somebody to take a look at the plan that you might already have. If you don't have a plan, maybe you want a new plan. We're offering it for our loyal listeners today. Comprehensive, no cost, no obligation for that plan. Again, at least $500,000 of investable assets. To get yours, call 844-MADRONA, 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. Do it as soon as you can. And if you want to, you can go to the website, check out the firm online. Line. A lot of great information there. MadronaFinancial.com. You can request your plan from the site. MadronaFinancial.com. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. We'll be right back with more of our program after this. Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans will be right back with even more ways to help you stay focused on your retirement goals. When you need something important done around the house, you call a professional. Why is it when it comes to retirement investments, most people don't know what theirs is built on or even if it's right for them? Madrona Financial Services is made of a team of professionals that will create a retirement plan as individual as you are and make sure your financial foundation is clear to you every step of the way. Call them today at 844-MADRONA for a no-obligation retirement readiness review. They'll learn about what you want most out of retirement, plus you'll get an investment and retirement analysis and a tax analysis. You've worked hard to earn it and save it. Take the time to have the right professionals help you keep it and grow it. Find a better way at Madrona Financial Services and bring everything together. Call Madrona Financial Services today for your free retirement readiness review at 844-MADRONA. That's 844-MADRONA or visit them online at madronafinancial.com. That's madronafinancial.com. Are you prepared for potential tax traps that could decimate your retirement plan? Did you know your IRA, 401k, and other qualified retirement accounts may be putting you at risk for potentially unnecessary tax burdens in retirement? The tax laws have changed, so learn how to take control of your retirement and tax situation today. Start by registering for Madrona Financial Services Special Tax Webinar. Five helpful tax planning tips taking place on Tuesday, March 30th or Thursday, April 1st. It's complimentary, so go online to madronafinancial.com to register. You'll learn how a customized tax strategy can make a big difference in how much of your money you'll get to keep and how to identify some of the most common and costly tax mistakes many baby boomers make in retirement. Join Madrona Financial Services on Tuesday, March 30th or Thursday, April 1st for their complimentary virtual tax webinar. Five helpful tax planning tips. Go online to madronafinancial.com to register today. That's madronafinancial.com or call 844-MADRONA. That's 844-MADRONA. Tired of getting only half the story? We've got you covered with the most comprehensive financial information on the radio. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth with your host, Brian Evans. Now, here's Brian. 
Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. In this segment, we're going to be talking about a master list of goals. That's right, Brian. And you have taught me one thing, too. Well, actually, you've taught me a lot of things in life, Brian. But among them is to have a list of goals. You are the people you surround yourself with. I mean, if I want to lose weight, I don't surround myself with people who don't have the goal to lose weight or to stay fit. You know, I don't take financial advice from my broke brother-in-law. I take it from people who have goals and who have achieved those goals. So I want to talk about how important it is to have goals, how to plan those goals, and how to reach them. But before we get to that, something interesting popped up in the news this past week, Brian. It almost went unnoticed, and that is the fact that the tax deadline has been changed. Can you expand on that? Yeah, they added another month to tax season. Now, it's not really a popular move, uh, according to my CPA employees, who uh, they kind of get in groove every year. They they work really hard through April 15th and, and then they know it's over. Well, we just added 30 days of tax season misery to their lives <laughs> because the reality is, you know, once they get close to April 15th and they have, you know, just all these tax turns that still have to be done because we can't possibly do all of our year's work in, in two and a half months. Right. So they extend the returns and then they get to them during the summer and so forth. But now people are going to have, you know, different expectations and want their returns done before the extension deadline. And uh, I will remind everybody, extending a tax turn is no big deal. Uh, There are tens of millions of tax turns that get extended every year. It doesn't change your audit risk or anything like that. It doesn't really matter. But the one thing about the extended deadline is my understanding is that they didn't extend the deadline for estimated tax payments and paying your tax. So you still have to pay your tax on time. Otherwise, you could be paying penalties and interest. Okay, so that's the question that I had, is that you're still required to pay the estimated tax or what you think you're going to owe the IRS by April 15th. It's just like having an automatic extension until May 17th, but you can get that anyway, as you said. A lot of people, I mean, is it just a standard procedure that they do every year is file an extension? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That, that's something. Now, again, you have to do some work. You have to figure out, well, do I really owe money? Am I going to owe money? Uh, you got to pay it in time, and then when you actually do your return, you either going to refund or pay them a little bit more at that time, depending on how good your estimate was. But yeah, that's no big deal. But I guess it really doesn't matter because we can get extensions, but it does change uh, some people's expectations. And like I said, my my employees will probably uh, feel like uh, tax season just lasted another Well, I'll bring them a box of cookies or whatever, because they're slaving over a hot calculator up there. They're in there Saturdays and doing extra time. And, uh, you know, they do fine work here, too. If they weren't so diligent and didn't do such a good job, they wouldn't spend the extra hours. But I know that they do that here at Bauer Evans CPA. So hats off to the CPAs. I think we should have CPA Day, Brian. What do you think? You know, I think you're right. Yeah. I think uh, we have Secretary's Day and Boss's Day and all that stuff. There there should be CPA Day. Actually, we do it at my firm. I give them the day after tax season as a paid holiday That's great. Uh, every year. So I, I do try to <laughs> acknowledge uh, their hard work in that way. So you're listing Hallmark. Let's get a line of cards. Happy CPA Day. <laughs> you know, I'm going to get those going. Okay, Brian, let's talk about what you talked about in the beginning there, and that is a master list of goals. You know, every year at the beginning of the year, January 1st, I have a word of the year. And this year, I think I've mentioned it on the show before, it is 
invest. And under that, I put a list of goals that I have. You know, they might be resolutions, but I have a list of goals that I absolutely hold myself accountable to that I need to cross off by the end of the year. And I have a progress report. I actually have a little sheet called progress report. How close am I to reaching those goals? So, Brian, let's talk about that master list of goals that I have here in front of me. The first is not really retirement goals, but it is lifestyle goals. Can you elaborate on that? Yeah, time permitting, we'll be talking about lifestyle goals, tax goals, health care, estate planning, cash flow, et cetera. But uh, we'll start with the lifestyle goals. And, and these are questions I get asked in, in our financial planning meetings all the time. And me and the other advisors at Madrona Financial, one of them we, uh, that's been more of a topic lately is where are you planning to live? Are you going to sell your house? People call it downsizing often. Or a lot of people are thinking about moving out of state. So one of the things uh, that we have to determine in proper financial plan is where are you going to live? How much is that house going to cost? Are you going to have a mortgage on it? That kind of thing. And uh, does it make sense to move downsize that question? And often the answer is no, Mm -hmm. because I've I've talked to a lot of people into staying in the house that they love, but they say it's too big to take care of. I'm like, you've got millions of dollars with me. Hire a house cleaner. Oh, I don't know if I could do that. You know, but (laughs) sometimes I am successful and they go, you know, that was the best thing I ever did. Yeah, yeah. Now I can stay where I want and go to my church. My kids are nearby, my friends and family. I know the, the area. I love the house. And now I don't have to clean it every two weeks because I hired someone. That was good advice. That's pretty obvious that you would do that. But, you know, sometimes, you know, you can't see the forest for the trees here. Wow, where am I going to move? Oh, yeah, I guess I could stay in my own house and nothing would change, too. That's interesting that people do not see that. But, yeah, as you've said, people say, well, the house is too big. And you've said, close off our room, just shut the door. Yeah. You know, you've got nine, ten rooms here. You only live in four of them. Don't go in the other six. So there are lifestyle goals that you want to consider five years before retirement. And I think, uh, you know, in addition to where you're going to live, it's like, you know, going ahead and planning for vehicles. If you think you're going to need a new car, well, maybe you plan for that three years out. I'm going to get a new car. And, you know, these are just lifestyle goals. Like we said before, I'm going to lose weight. You know, what about large vacations? These are all things that you want to plan for so that you can adjust your income appropriately for those things. So lifestyle goals is part of this master list of goals that you have here at Pedrona Financial. Next one, and I don't know if this is in any particular order or whether they should be in this order, but tax planning goals is the next one. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of buzz out there about trying to get uh, your taxes down. And it's always, how do I save on taxes? How do I save on taxes? To me, that's not the goal. In fact, there's this thing out there the where they're, this program that some advisors have that we're trying to get your tax bracket down to zero. And I don't agree with that. I think you should try and get your tax bracket down to a reasonable amount and spread your taxable income out. Because the only way you can get your taxes down to zero is essentially pay tax on your IRAs at, at a higher rate now and then it'll be zero later. Let's say you did Roth conversions and so forth. But I'd rather just pay it at maybe 12, 15% now, if I can, and then have it down the road at zero. So the, the goal is to level out your tax brackets, not to have them really high so that later they can be zero. Uh, have them low so that later they can be closer to uh, uh, where you have some taxable incomes coming in, but it's just not taxed very heavily. Also, insofar as tax planning goals, too, is you really want 
want to decide if you're going to support a charity and what charity that is. Yeah, yeah. And I'm putting together an educational library for my church right now, which I'm going to also use for the university board that I'm on at Washington State University and talking about some advanced tax planning and charitable gifting strategies, whether that's donating appreciated stock, direct transfers from your IRA to satisfy required minimum distribution requirements. It could be a charitable trust, donor advised funds, putting them in your will. So I'm going to, I'm going to be coming, rolling that out. But yeah, there's lots of planning around uh, charitable giving. Now, another thing that, that in, in the tax planning world is, you know, are you planning to sell a business or real estate or another major asset? But certainly with real estate, we know you can plan ahead and do a Delaware statutory trust using 1031 exchanges. If you're selling a business, start planning your exit strategy. I mean, are you going to sell internally, externally? Do you know how to value a business? Can it run without you? What's the cost of your replacement? What are the tax ramifications of selling equipment or a goodwill, non-competes, uh, that kind of thing? There's so many things that go into that. Uh, can you sell internally and have your employees get an SBA loan to buy you out? There's a lot to discuss there. So all these kind of planning goals, it's good to think about now as opposed to wait to the last minute and go, huh, I think I'll sell my business. Oh, it's not really in a good condition to right. sell. So maybe, uh, or yeah, I sold my real estate. What kind of tax advice do you have? My advice is you should call me before you sold it because yeah. we could have saved you the tax. So, you know, do the planning now. Brian, when I get ready to sell real estate, if I'm selling my house, I usually, you know, try to find out what's wrong with it, fix it just to make sure the new owners, uh, you know, I'm doing full disclosure on that. I also stage my house. I mean, we leave some of the furniture in there, but we bring in other furniture just to make it look its best. Now, that's on our house. Do you do the same thing with a business? Absolutely. You get the expenses that, that don't belong in there out of there. You, you make sure your balance sheet is tight. You're Profit and losses are compared to prior years are, are accurate and, and well stated and, and that you've, you've taken some steps to have the business run without you being the only reason it runs. Because if you're gone and it doesn't run, no one's going to pay for it. Right. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot, a lot of staging that can be done. That's a great analogy you brought up there. Yeah. And I know that selling a business is something that people do consider when they get later on in life. They're looking to retire. And as you said, there are a lot of decisions to be made about that. Who am I going to sell it to? But I think most importantly is getting all those ducks in a row, like you said, staging a business just to make sure that any potential buyer can get all of those questions answered. We're talking about a master list of goals here on Growing Your Wealth. Thank you so much for making us part of your day today. If you are considering hiring a new financial advisor, you've got at least $500,000 to invest. Once again, we're offering for our loyal listeners today a no-cost, no-obligation financial plan. To get yours, call 844-MADRONA, 844-MADR. ONA. Also encourage you to go out to the website, check it out at pedrotofinancial.com and request your financial plan from there. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth. We'll take a quick break, Brian. Be right back to talk more about our master list of goals when our show continues after this. Stay tuned for more Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans, the show you can't afford to miss. This is Brian Evans, founder of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPA and host of the Growing Your Wealth radio show. If you're close to or in retirement and don't have a tax plan, get one. It could mean hundreds of thousands of dollars throughout your retirement. Our country has been spending like never before, and that tax bill is coming. At Madrona Financial Services, we help build tax strategies into retirement and investment plans designed for you to help keep more of your gains. Take action and call us at 844-MADRONA to schedule a retirement tax analysis today. That's 844-MADRONA. 
After World War II, taxes reached 90% and were as high as 70% in the 80s. Don't be caught off guard. You can retire right and on your terms. Call to schedule a virtual or in-person review. Our number is 844-MADRONA. That's 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. Or visit us online at madronafinancial.com. That's madronafinancial.com. The word volatile is rarely used when describing something desirable. It's usually not associated with pleasant outcomes and doesn't sound very appealing unless you're describing a roller coaster or some other thrill ride. And when it comes to your retirement plan, volatile is the last word you want to hear when talking about your nest egg. At Madrona Financial Services, we like to focus on other words when it comes to retirement planning. Words like predictability, opportunity, and security. And while we may live in volatile times, There are strategies that you could be using right now to lessen or even possibly eliminate its impact on your portfolio. If you're concerned about your exposure to market volatility, call Madrona Financial Services today at 844-MADRONA to schedule your complimentary review. We'll perform a risk analysis of your current portfolio and then discuss the ways we can help you achieve your retirement goals without taking unnecessary chances with your nest egg. Take back control of your retirement. Call Madrona Financial Services today at 844-MADRONA. Madrona or visit us at madronafinancial.com. You can't build a house with just one tool, and you can't plan for retirement without an integrated, comprehensive strategy. If you want to get more information on the Madrona bundle of services, call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA or go to madronafinancial.com. Now, back to more of Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. In this segment, we're going to continue our discussion of a master list of goals. And Brian, I want to continue that discussion here. But during the commercial break, I was looking at the 2020 tax brackets. We were talking about tax brackets earlier there. And I printed this one out. It says that you're in the 12% bracket for a married couple if you're making up to 80250 But then you're in a 22% tax bracket if you're making $80,251 just a dollar more. But you corrected me on that. I thought the minute that you got to 80251 you made that extra dollar, that all of it was taxed at 22%. Not quite correct, is it? No, it's not quite correct. It's just that dollar gets taxed at 22%. It's called the marginal tax brackets, and each bracket has a certain amount in it. And depending on you're married, head of household, single, whatever. But yeah, if, if you are below that $80,000 number, your highest bracket is 12%. Uh, let's say you made 90, you have 90,000. And actually, that's it's a lot more than that because that's taxable income. It's not 80,000 that the person's making and, and paying up to 12%. It's more like 104,000 huh. because they might have a $24,000 itemized deduction to take or you know whatever that is. So you can actually make over $100,000 a year and the top dollar is at 12%. But if you are making, let's say, 110,000 and your bracket's 22%, what that also means is that any dollar additionally that you make in that year will be taxed at that new bracket, your highest marginal rate at 22%. Conversely, any deductions come off at that bracket at 22%. So a lot of tax planning around bracket strategy, and that's why I was talking about just spreading it out. I, I like the 12% bracket. I wish I could pay 12% all day long on what I make. Yeah. You know, so we don't want to just get it down to zero. Let's let's go ahead and pay 12, knowing 
knowing that that overall over our lifetime will put us in the best financial place. Well, that's the value of having a CPA here on the show, because I tell you, I was a little worried about that. Now you've set me straight on it. And it is comforting, as I said, to have a CPA here in the radio program. And of course, to have all these CPAs above us here at Madrona Financial Services, our fine sister company, Bauer Evans CPAs. We're talking about a master list of goals. We started that in the last segment there. We talked about lifestyle goals. Are you planning to move, changing your residence? You're going to sell it. You're going to get a second house. You know, you're going to make home improvements. You're going to buy or lease a vehicle, that sort of thing. And we talked a little bit about tax planning goals. Let's talk about health care goals, Brian. What are some of the things that we want to consider about that? Well, you have to consider, do you need to plan for disability or long-term care expenses? That's probably the biggest, one of the biggest ones. It's insurance before reaching Medicare age. You know, what if I want to retire at 60 and I can't get Medicare till 65? I, I got to plan for something. I, I got to pay my own medical insurance along that way. And I got to find it and pay for it and all of that. And I'm not working, perhaps. So that's a big one. But yeah, long-term care is more and more people are starting to deal with their parents they look at that and they go, is there something I can do so I'm not burdening my kids away? You know, this is really difficult for me to have right. to kick in with my parents and support them financially because they didn't buy long-term care insurance and, and it's not covered by Medicare. So a lot of people are waking up to the fact that uh, I better do something about that. And there were some great asset-based plans out there where you can put in a, a sizable chunk of money, but know that you're going to have coverage in case you need uh, long-term care. And when I say sizable chunk of money, I'm talking like $100,000. So if you have $100,000 you don't think you're going to spend in your lifetime, you can put it into these plans. And if you don't use the, the uh, long-term care insurance, most or all of that 100000 can go to your heirs someday. And we talked off the air too. I'm relatively healthy for my age. I don't have any aches or pains and I feel good now. I can't imagine needing some sort of long-term care. However, it's really statistically proven that I'm going to need some sort of long-term care in my life. Most of us are really going to need something like that, aren't we? Yeah. I mean, we all pass away, and those couple of years before we pass away aren't always the best right. uh, years. And so we all know somebody, everybody listening knows somebody that needs long-term care, and there's no question about it, uh, whether it's Alzheimer's or Parkinson's or some other ailment or just, you know, getting old. I mean, it's just, right, right. you know, you, you need long-term care, and, and you don't want to burden your kids necessarily to do that. I, I don't want my, my kids to change you my depends or <laughs> someday yeah. it's like i want to make sure i have long-term care insurance sure. i don't think my boys would be very very good at that yeah. so i'm i'm going to make sure that's covered and and yeah. uh, like i said there's it's one of the only insurances where if you don't use it the money can go back to your your estate and so that's kind of a neat deal with long-term care so if you're listening and you haven't thought about that you might want to look into that yeah we chuckled about that a little bit not to make fun of it because you know you do what you've got to do for your aging parents and those people in your family who depend upon you. As I used to tell my mother, you know, when she needed a little help, I said, look, mom, you did this for me when I was a little kid. It's my turn to do it for you. There was no shame in that whatsoever. So you've got to decide, you know, how you're going to pay for that nursing home, how you're going to prepare for possible illnesses later on in life. And as you said, that's a big misconception that Medicare is going to pay for this, but it doesn't pay for everything when it comes to assisted living nursing home. I mean, it pays for like 80 percent up to 100 days, but after that, it pays very, very little. 
are there insurance products that you can use now to help you pay for long-term care? Well, yeah, I mean, the, the, you get the long-term care insurance, but also within your portfolio, some people, you know, will factor in maybe 10000 a month in spending in retirement. And then they, well, what if I have to go into a home or something like that? I said, well, that's about 10000 a month. So right, right. instead of spending it on gifts and trips and, and golf outings and jewelry and going out to dinner, you're going to be instead spending it on living in a nursing home. So if, if we had the proper planning for cash flow and retirement assets, and then on top of that, if you have, you know, many thousands a month coming in for your from your long-term care insurance, then you're fine, you know, financially. So these are the things that no matter, we want to say, no matter what happens, whether you need it or don't need it, you'll be okay. That's, that's kind of the goal of the financial plan. Brian, when you think about paying for long-term care, we talked about insurance products. We know that annuities are insurance products. Is that ever the goal of an annuity is just to do one to pay for long-term care? Well, there can be annuities with long-term care riders that accelerate the payout if you need it for long-term care. So that is a, another bell and whistle of an annuity. We talk about annuities on this show. They're they're much like a, they're almost like a pension, but with more bells and whistles. Uh, they're almost like Social Security, but with more bells and whistles. One of those is that if you die prematurely, uh, it doesn't go to zero like pensions do, like Social Security does after the second of the couple passes away. They're still potentially asset within the annuity. They potentially can have access to liquidity. They potentially can have uh, nursing home riders. So yeah, annuities can play an important part, uh, certainly in the long-term planning and adding that cash flow in retirement, no matter whether you're fit or not fit. We're talking about a master list of goals here on Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. We've talked about lifestyle goals, tax planning, health care goals. Brian, next one is estate planning and wealth transfer goals. What do we need to be concerned with there? Well, again, we're, we're thinking about, you know, the inevitable is what's going to happen to your assets when you pass away? Does it make sense to give them to your kids? Does it make sense to give them to your grandkids? Does it make sense to give them to your charities? Where do you want to give them and how much? You know, a lot of people are saying, well, I don't I don't want to take away all my kids' motivation and just give them millions of dollars. Or, or maybe you want to put it into trust and they just get cash flow. And then uh, when they pass away, the principal goes somewhere else. You know, there's just a lot to think about. I mentioned earlier, I'm putting together a series on charitable gifting strategies. That's another one. I mean, isn't it important also to support the things that are important to you? I, I would suspect it is. I, I, it is to me. And so when you have that, you might as well do it in the right tax efficient way. Right. You also want to have a plan in place to place some restrictions on the assets that your heirs are going to inherit. I mean, that's very important. you got different heirs with different personality traits, and some may not be able to handle money, whereas others are. Yeah, and that's where we can put trust provisions into the will that uh, the money just doesn't go to somebody that's not good with money. They can have maybe cash flow from the investment. And then you need to appoint a fiduciary, a trustee, uh, somebody that acts on your behalf when you're incapacitated or passed away. So that's another attribute of the planning process. You want to make sure that that's not going to severely burden one of your kids sometimes. You know, if you leave uh, one of the kids uh, in charge of everything and and another one of your kids doesn't agree, now you're going to have fighting and and they're not going to get along and all that stuff. So sometimes it's best to have an outside entity such as a corporate trustee, which we can provide and through uh, an affiliation that we have and, and get the right, you know, get, get things done the way you would wanted to if you were still here, but, but you can't because you're gone. And a lot of our listeners today, Brian, may just have a will. They don't have a trust. I mean, is a will good enough or do you always need a trust? 
Yeah, the the will actually would contain the trust language. So it might say, when I pass away, then I want X amount put into a spousal trust, an AB trust, a credit shelter trust to avoid Washington estate tax and pay to your heir. And upon your spouse passing away, then that money can go into another trust uh, for the benefit of your kids or your grandkids, where they get the income from that only. And it's managed by an outside entity. So all of this verbiage is just, you don't even have to set up the trust. It just says, if and when I pass away, then these things are set up within my trust. So it's just paragraphs in your will that direct your executor and, and trustees to act on your behalf when you can't. We've been talking about a list of goals here with Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. These are goals that I think everyone should have, whether you're retiring in 10 years, five years, or whether you're in retirement right now. And we're going to continue with this list of goals. If you're considering hiring a new financial advisor, you've got at least $500,000 in investable assets that is outside of your principal residence, and you're looking for a second set of eyes on the plan that you might have. Maybe you don't have a plan if you don't have one of those, and you'd like to get a complimentary plan, as in no cost and no obligation. Once again, it's being offered today for you. And that number to call to get yours, 844-MADRONA, 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. No time like the present to get that plan. Whether you're 5, 10 years away from retirement, maybe you're on the cusp of retirement, maybe you're already retired, always good to have a second set of eyes on that plan. After all, it's only the rest of your life. 844-MADRONA is the number to call. You can also request it online at the website, which is madronafinancial.com. Time for a break, Brian. We'll be right back to continue to talk about this retirement list of goals when our show continues after this. Discussing the financial issues that matter most to you. We'll be right back with more Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Time for today's edition of Growing Your Wealth, presented by Madrona Financial. Here's Brian Evans. I've been talking years on my show about how it might be a good time to reassess if you own real estate, especially in the Seattle area, that it might be a good time to consider a Delaware statutory trust so that you can sell your real estate at the top of the market and get out of being a landlord, not have any deferred maintenance to have to pay on repairs that may happen, not have to deal with tenants, not pay the income tax, diversify to other parts of the country, buy newer real estate that's professionally managed, and including getting out of the income tax someday with a step-up in basis. But now with coronavirus, you know, that came along and that added a new complexity where people that, you know, had been easy to be a landlord for years, now maybe they're not getting their rents they used to get. Certainly we've talked about the possibility of rent control coming to the state as it has in Oregon and California. Well, now throw on top of that the protests and some of the issues that are coming from that where areas of the city are getting blocked off. You know, your retail is going to die in those those areas. No one's going to want to go there and spend money. And so there's going to be a ripple effect that jobs are going to go away and then rents are going to be more difficult. The quality of your tenants is probably going to drop as far as before. You know, you might have to require a certain uh, income. Now, you're not going to have quite the quality of tenant as far as their ability to pay the rent because they don't have jobs. Uh, A lot of jobs are going to go away with this. So in the end, I think it's a good time to reassess your ownership of investment real estate in the Puget Sound. And that was Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans, Madrona Financial, investments, retirement, taxes, and legacy. MadronaFinancial.com. Get your free copy of Brian's latest book, The Complete Book of Retirement. It covers everything from the basics of retirement planning to passive real estate investing. Arm yourself with information and take control of your retirement. Call Madrona Financial Services today at 844-MADRONA for your free copy or visit madronafinancial.com. 
Do you ever worry if your CPA and financial advisor are on the same page? You won't have to if you call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA or visit them at madronafinancial.com. Now, back to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. And in this segment, we're going to continue our discussion of a master list of goals. And Brian, it's so important to have a list of goals in life in general, but particularly when you're planning your finances, managing your financial portfolio, and of course, getting into retirement. So let's continue that with, of all things, retirement goals. Can you expand on that? Yeah. I mean, one of the questions we ask people when uh, before we do a financial plan is, when do you plan to retire? And they might say, well, I think I have to work till I'm 67, but I'd love to retire, you know, tomorrow or maybe at 62 or, or whatever. And and sometimes we can just run some what if scenarios, uh, you know, if if you do or if you are considering retiring early, you know, early is defined by the person retiring. But if you want to retire early uh, and you want that run, we do have to make a lot of assumptions because if you get the assumptions wrong and you retire too early, then you're going to run out of money that's not a good plan and so some of the the questions that we have to do is uh, solve for is one is what's your rate of return going to be on your assets too many plans that i've seen uh prop up that rate of return to make it the numbers work out and maybe propping it up too much uh, you're taking a lot of risk if you're you know think you're going to make you know eight percent or seven percent a year for the rest of your life net of fees uh, you may not. And so you have to be careful about that. You also have to consider, are you going to just slow down your work pace? Are you going to work part time? Are you going to do consulting? These all play into when you're taking Social Security and whether the earlier semi-retirement might be in play. Brian, among the clients that you have, what is the average age that people retire? Or is there an average age or is it just all over the map? You know, it depends on their profession. I mean, certainly if you're a Boeing, for instance, you, you work, you work, you work, you work really hard. And then the next day after retirement, you don't work at all. Okay. Right. You're just, just, you know, going 60 miles an hour down the freeway, then you're at a complete stop. Now, there's a lot of professions out there where you kind of ease into it. You know, my profession, for instance, I don't know a lot of financial planners that just retire. They keep doing it. They just don't do it uh, as many hours. And so they, they kind of ease into it or even CPAs, they might ease into it. So the profession I have uh, doesn't really have a drop dead date as far as retirement uh, typically. So it depends on the profession that you're in as to to when that is, if if it is at all. Yeah, our own Bob Bauer here of Bauer Evans CPAs. I mean, Bob doesn't come in every day. He comes in a couple of days a week in his uh, beautiful BMW, their convertible there. Boy, he knows how to live life. He's easing into retirement. And when you talked about people easing into retirement or, you know, the retirement age is really subjective depending upon the individual. I always remember the story of Newt. Tell us about Newt for those people who don't know about him. <laughs> yeah, well, Newt had CPA certificate number eight in the state of Washington. <laughs> Mine is 10,622, just to give you an example. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was my first uh, accounting job there in Bellevue uh, and uh, went out. He was their controller at a yeah. gravel company. And uh, yeah, he was 93 years old. Wow. And, and I was just like, 
why is a 93 year old still working? <laughs> I just couldn't, sure. couldn't grasp it. And, uh, sometimes, uh, and the partner on the job just explains, you know, sometimes if you didn't plan for retirement and didn't have hobbies and other interests, uh, work becomes the only thing that keeps you going. And that's where he's at in life. And so he would come in in his suit and tie every day at 93. Wow. Um, and I was like, wow, I do not want to be in a place where I'm working in 93 because I didn't have anything else going on. So part of retirement planning is not just about money, having enough money. This guy had plenty of money. Yeah. Uh, there was no question about it. And uh, I got to figure there's some better things you can do than <laughs> do accounting when you're 93. <laughs> but I don't know. And everybody's different, I guess. But, uh, you know, that's that's that was the, the newt story. Yeah, there's someone in my family who worked at a retail bookstore. And I visited her on her last day at work. She retired from selling books on a bookstore floor when she was 90 years of age. But, you know, she had a lot of social contacts, but she liked working. And, you know, today she's still alive. She's 103 years old and going strong. So there is something to be said for keeping active and keeping intellectually stimulated and keeping physically active in retirement to help you have a better quality of life in retirement and just living longer. So those are retirement goals. Uh, let's Let's go to family goals. What do we have to decide there? Yeah, I mean, for, for younger people, uh, there's obviously uh, things around your kids. Are you going to you know, have kids? How many do you plan? Do you plan to adopt? Uh, what are some of the tax credits around adop- adoption and so forth? They, they do have those. Uh, planning for their education costs, whether it's grandkids or or anything like that, uh, or your kids themselves, college, um, that kind of stuff. Other sometimes people have to take care of their their parents in right. retirement. Uh, maybe you know a lot of my clients have done quite well, whereas our parents not as much. It wasn't. It was always been the land of opportunity, but the opportunities were a lot more limited. You know, 50 years ago, uh, when our parents were working. Uh, 30, 40, 50 years ago uh, than they are now. So a lot of uh, people I'm working with have much, much better finances than those around them, whether it's their kids, grandkids, or parents. And so there's just a lot to do with that. And then, you know, sometimes your marital status changes too. And so that's another consideration uh, uh, that, um, you know, things can change uh, along the way there too. So just having a plan, just thinking about, okay, do I need to have money set aside? Side for various reasons for other people other than myself. Maybe you're fine in retirement, but uh, you have people depending on you. That has to be part of the plan also. And these are all questions that we try and ask and and ferret out uh, in our information gathering process before we do a financial plan. Yeah, you may have a plan for your marital status, but your spouse may have a different plan that he or she <laughs> is not telling you about a little bit. There's a great mm-hmm. rise in great divorce here, and especially during this pandemic. I mean, people are spending too much time together and going, you know, kind of like this person when we got married, but boy, when I'm in the house with them 24 hours a day, I don't know if I can stand them that much. So we're talking about a master list of goals here for 2021 with Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. Brian, self-development and professional goals. This is a big one on my list. Yeah, I mean, this is one I, I talk about a lot uh, to anybody that wants to listen because I'm asked all the time, you know, what should I invest in? What should I invest in? It's always the same answer. Yourself. Your skill sets, your marketability, your your everything. Work on yourself. That's where you should invest your time and and money. In my opinion, uh, it's not buying the next GameStop stock. It's it's um, you know you, you, in in the Bible they talk about I can give you a fish or you 
I can teach you how to fish. So teach yourself how to fish. I mean, so you right. can get catch fish for the rest of your life. You know, it's it's uh, work work on yourself and your your uh, your uh, ability to uh, prosper, uh, whether it's financially or in a, any other way, as we open the show uh, talking about. So it could be more education or certifications or just experience. Uh, it could be having a financial plan done and, and making sure you, you, you look that over. Uh, what do you want to be doing in five years? If if it's not what you're doing today, what steps are you taking to change that for the better? Always think about uh, one of the, the secrets to, well, not so much a secret, there is that book out called The Secret, and I can sum it up right now, is kind of picture yourself in the future, where you want to be, and then work your way backwards to right. today and figure out how you're going to get there. Uh, have that goal in mind all the time and start working towards that goal so you can be that person in five years or ten years that you want to be. If you don't picture that, you're probably not going to take the right path to get there. Right. Self-development and professional goals. I've been doing this for 40 years, and I learn every day. I uh, embrace technology so I can stay relevant. My sister has uh, become a master gardener in her retirement. She's very happy with that. So self-development and professional goals, very important. Let's wrap it all up with asset and debt goals, Brian. Yeah, and that, again, is part of the uh, financial plan. Uh, Certainly, debt management is important. I'm encourage people that aren't retired to try and figure out a way to have their mortgage typically paid off upon retirement because you don't have a paycheck anymore. Now, sometimes they, they, the advice can go a different way. Let's say you are retired and uh, you're not so concerned about leaving a paid-for house behind. You may want to have a mortgage uh, because that way you have more equity to uh, live on uh, during your lifetime, money you're going to spend rather than leave behind to someone else. So, you know, it can, it can go a couple different ways there, but certainly uh, doing any, anything you can to improve your cash flow is really important. Um, uh, I always like to improve cash flow rather than reduce expenditures if possible. Right. I guess you can reduce expenditures, but I always think, well, let's just make more money and so I can sure. have the things I want to. <laughs> so, you know, have your cake and eat it too. So that's, you know, and, and then just knowing having an exit strategy for, for things, for your business, your real estate, your mortgages, your, your are you going to have a second home or vacation property? What, what are the things that you want in retirement and just plan those things out, have them put into the plan and say, so what does it look like in retirement if you have all these moving parts and and uh, you want to say, is this going to work out? So you can put a lot of what-if scenarios into our retirement plan and come up with uh, something that may uh, solve for all of that, or you may decide, ooh, I, I, I don't have enough for all these things. Maybe I won't do a second home and a vacation you know, a vacation thing and, and I won't retire as early as, as I was planning on. Glad I went through this process so I know now instead of later. You're listening to Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. We've been talking about this master list of goals here when it comes to retirement. If you are considering a new financial advisor, you've got at least $500,000 to invest and you want to answer some of these questions from the staff here at Madrona Financial Services to get you on the right path to make sure that you have a secure retirement. Again, we're offering a no-cost, no-obligation financial plan for you. To get yours, 844-MADRONA, 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. You can also request 
request it online at madronafinancial.com. Brian, out of time for this week. Always enjoy my time with you. Always enjoy my time with our listeners. For Brian Evans, I'm Jeff Shade. Get out there. Have a great weekend. Won't you enjoy this fine part of the country that we live in? We'll see you next week with another edition of Growing Your Wealth. 2020 has come to an end, and the passing of another year means we get to start fresh and reevaluate our goals. As we enter into 2021, take a moment to reflect back on what mattered most in the past year. It could have been your health, your friends, and most likely, your family. Let the start to 2021 be a call to action to ensure that you have a solid estate and legacy plan in place for your family. Call 844-MADRONA to get more information on creating a plan to fit your loved one's needs. At Madrona Financial Services, they believe in creating comprehensive written plans designed to help ensure you never outlive your money and that your plan also reflects the wishes you have for your family. And to make it easy, Madrona Financial Services offers complimentary virtual no-obligation meetings where they'll take the time to discuss your unique goals and financial situation. Leave this past year behind and enter a new one with the confidence that your loved one's future is secure. Call Madrona Financial Services today at 844-MADRONA or visit them online at madronafinancial.com. That's madronafinancial.com. If you have an annuity or are thinking about getting an annuity, do not buy one until you talk to the financial professionals at Madrona Financial Services. Call 844-MADRONA today or visit online at madronafinancial.com for your no-obligation review. You may qualify for an upfront bonus and even guaranteed income growth. While some annuities can help you protect your assets in a volatile market, having the wrong one could cost you thousands. Don't let this happen to you. So if you own an annuity or are thinking about buying one, call the professionals at Madrona Financial Services and they'll explain the different types of annuities, tax truths, what they'll mean to your spouse and heirs, and most of all, how they should fit into your overall portfolio. Call the professionals at Madrona Financial Services now for a no-obligation financial review and find out the truths about your annuities and how they should fit into your retirement income plan. The number to call is 844-MADRONA. That number again is 844-MADRONA or visit online at madronafinancial.com. Prosper with Madrona.